much as glance at me, but I could see something tighten around her mouth. She knew that I was in the room. She kept her eyes on her husband-to-be. His name, I had recently found out, was Todd. I hate the name Todd. Todd. They probably called him Toddy, or the Todd Man, or the Toddster. Todd's hair was too long and he sported that four-day stubble beard some people found hip, and others, like me, found punchworthy. His eyes smoothly and smugly skimmed the guests before getting snagged on, well, me. They stayed there a second, sizing me up before deciding that I wasn't worth the time. Why had Natalie gone back to him? The maid of honor was Natalie's sister, Julie, She stood on the dais with a bouquet in both hands and a lifeless robotic smile on her lips. We'd never met, but I'd seen pictures and heard them talk on the phone. Julie, too, looked stunned by this development. I tried to meet her eye, but she was working that thousand-yard stare. I looked back at Natalie's face, and it was as if small explosives detonated in my chest— Just boom, boom, boom. Man, this had been a bad idea. When the best man brought out the rings, my lungs started shutting down. It was hard to breathe. Enough. I had come here to see it for myself, I guess. I had learned the hard way that I needed that. My father died of a massive coronary five months ago. He had never had a heart problem before, and was, by all accounts, in good shape. I remembered sitting in that waiting room, being called into the doctor's office, being told the devastating news, and then being asked, both there and at the funeral home, if I wanted to see his body. I passed. I figured that I didn't want to remember him lying on a gurney or in a casket. I would remember him as he was. But as time went on, I started having trouble accepting his death. He had been so vibrant, so alive. Two days before his death, we had gone to a New York Rangers hockey game. Dad had season tickets, and the game had gone into overtime, and we screamed and cheered, and, well, how could he be dead? Part of me started wondering if somehow there had been a mistake made, or if it was all a great big con and that my dad was maybe somehow still alive. I know that makes no sense, but desperation can toy with you, and if you give desperation any wiggle room, it will find alternative answers. Part of me was haunted by the fact that I never saw my father's body. I didn't want to make the same mistake here. But to keep within this lame metaphor, I had now seen the dead body. There was no reason to check the pulse or poke at it or hang around it longer than necessary. I tried to make my departure as inconspicuous as I could. This is no easy feat when you're six-five and are built, to use Natalie's phrase, like a lumberjack. I have big hands. Nadley had loved them.
She would hold them in her own and trace the lines on my palm. She said they were real hands, man's hands. She had drawn them, too, because, she said, they told my story. My blue-collar upbringing, my working my way through Lanford College as a bouncer at a local nightclub, and also, somehow, the fact that I was now the youngest professor in their political science department. I stumbled out of the small white chapel and into the warm summer air. Summer. Was that all this had been, in the end? A summer fling? Instead of two randy kids seeking activity at camp, we were two adults seeking solitude on retreat, she to do her art, me to write my poli-sci dissertation, who met and fell hard, and now that it was nearing...